0: Welcome to today's interview where Lou has the pleasure of speaking with Susan Gold. Susan is the author of Toxic Family, Transforming Childhood Trauma into Adult Freedom. She is an advocate and a great example of how we can heal from past wounds and break free from the shackles of toxic family dynamics. She shares about her path to healing and freedom from a chaotic childhood toxic marriage, and personal demons. To fully thrive, she bravely chose to beat the demons of her upbringing that were continuing to repeat. Without further ado, please enjoy this enlightening conversation that Lou has with Susan. It is a good one.
1: Well, we have with us today here on Earrings Off, Susan Gold. So excited to have you with us today, Susan. Thanks for joining us.
0: Thanks for having me. I'm really grateful to be with you.
1: Absolutely. So, um, Susan, describe a moment when you
0: allowed your intuition to leave you. Well, there have been many Mm -hmm. throughout my lifetime. Um, But I used to sit in my basement and watch Barbara Walters Mm -hmm. on my beanbag, on my belly. Mm -hmm. And I would say to myself, I want to go to New York City and be just like her. Well, I did follow that little inner voice Mm -hmm. and that little dream and goal. I did actually make it to New York City. And lo and behold, Lou, to make a little side money, I became an exercise trainer. Okay, okay working at a large talent agency, and Barbara Walters became my client.
1: Wow, that's huge. Talk about manifesting, Susan, yeah.
0: Yeah, I love that little story, and it was a great, great booster to listen to that small, still, intuitive voice, right? Right off the bat.
1: Yeah. So how did you become known for matching celebrities to brands?
0: Well, that was a story in and of itself. I I was um, in college and wanted to get to New York City early and an alumni came through and she had what was called an arts management firm. And I had never heard that at the time in New York City. And she told us a little bit about what she did. So I wrote her from my job at the Jersey Shore that summer. And I said, I'd like to come next summer and intern for you. Will you have me? And she said, we'll have you this winter. We need you now. Well, Susan, were they looking for an intern? No, I just I just asked a question, right? I just asked a question and put it out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she said, come this winter, we have our, our client doing their first Broadway season. We need you. Wow. So that was my first foray. I was 19 years old, living in Greenwich Village by myself. You had to be brave to do that. I think... Lou, I had not a lot to fall back on. I love my family, but it was a chaotic environment. It was doggy dog. It was two hurt and abused children raising five hurt and abused children. In my opinion, um, my, not all my siblings have the same experience right. growing right. up in the the household. I did. Okay,
1: so you felt like this was your shot, yeah, and you took it.
0: One of them. One of the
1: many. Yeah. Okay. But so how did you then from there go to matching celebrities with brands?
0: I was working at ICM, a large global talent agency, when the agent I was working with decided to leave and he asked me to join him, and it was a great opportunity. So that's where I really learned about negotiating celebrity contracts as it pertained to commercials and endorsements. Turned out that same gentleman had a sexual addiction issue and would invite young actresses in, in the afternoon and asked me to leave, which was very awkward. Yeah. And one day he tried the same thing on me and I was mortified. So the next morning I rang Barbara Walters' doorbell and she took one look at me and she said, Susan, get in here. What is going on? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. So she said, she, she wormed it out of me and, and she said, I'm coming to work with you this morning and we're going to confront this man together. And I said, well, that's okay, Barbara, I got it covered, but thank you. Mm-hmm. And so I did confront him that day and he said, do you have everything you need? And I said, I do. And he said, great, you're fired. And I had two and a half months of cash in the bank. I had just gotten sober yeah. Um, And I had just extricated myself from an abusive relationship where my partner held the purse strings, I'm embarrassed to say, and I was terrified I'd go back into it, but I knew I had to be successful. I opened my own talent brokerage firm matching celebrities with brands. And my first deal was to knock on the factory door when I couldn't get anybody to answer the phone and convince Andy Warhol to do a commercial for Pontiac. Oh, my goodness. Wow, and he just forced ahead. That was the gift, right? Of the upbringing, we were raised to be independent. There was, you were not going to have a golden parachute to fall back on in any way, shape, or form. You know, it was, it was tough, and it it made me tough. I had a tremendous amount of responsibility very early on. At six, I was doing the laundry and all the vacuuming for a family of seven and folding clothes and keeping my little brother's exercise, uh, uh, sorted. And my sister was cooking for the family. So I learned to, to take on chores, to not ask for help Mm -hmm. and to not complain, just get it done and focus. And, the list of chores would be numerous. I'd come home from school and I just, oh, Lou, I hated those notes. You know, I wanted to rip those notes up, but those notes actually served me. Yeah. Look at me at, at 25 Stand doing what period.
1: I did. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, Susan, so how do you create transformation from trauma? Talk to us a little bit about that.
0: First, I have to understand that there is trauma. And for me, it, it created wonderful, lovely pockets in the cells of my being. I had little compartments of trauma. And it was great to lay out the storyline. And I did that with years of talk therapy. But something that's really helped me, Lou, is somatic th- therapy. So going into that, to the trauma pockets in my body, where are they held? Is it in my heart? Is it in my solar plexus? Do I feel it in my entire torso? Mm -hmm. And then really exploring it. Is it thick? Is it thin? Is it like taffy? Is it ancient? Is it current? Mm -hmm. Is it from the past? Is it from the future? What color is it? What are the feelings associated with it? Annihilation, abuse, fear, terror, victimization, martyrdom. And then to release it and let let air and light in there. That has helped me transform Mm -hmm. my trauma.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Just not trying to
1: sugarcoat it or pretend it doesn't exist. Well...
0: but to I did connect with it. Yeah, I I did that for years in dysfunctional ways. I would address it, Lou, and then I would move forward in my life and then the onion would peel back another layer and I'd have to go back in and examine. And it seems like each decade there was a theme for that trauma to uncover and unravel. I mean, in my 20s, it was addiction. In my 30s, it was clinical depression. And in my 40s, it was narcissistic abuse.
1: Mm. Wow. Okay. So Susan, talk to us a little bit about your experience as an endurance athlete and how that's impacted your life.
0: Well, I'm very proud to have completed many marathons and dozens of triathlons, including Escape from Alcatraz. I can't even which imagine. It was definitely on my bucket list, Lou, and I, I'm glad I did it um, years ago. I trained for a year for that race, and my paternal grandmother had gone on a trip and came back with a slideshow, and she said, no one ever got off the island alive, and that always stuck with me. So Really? Uh-huh. Yeah, but I really used exercise and endurance athletics in particular to garner self-esteem and value and worth. And ultimately, I had to face that down too. Mm -hmm. It all fell apart. After receiving national recognition Mm -hmm. and being ranked as a national master's athlete, I could not walk around the block i could not walk around the block without excruciating pain because i was bludgeoning my body again i'd be cold and vulnerable and tired and there i was 5:30 a.m. in my little speedo with my goggles getting ready to plunge into that 76 degree pool uh-huh.
1: so you had to come to terms with that even though it was something that should have been healthy, but the way you were utilizing it turned out to be a bit much for you at that point.
0: So yeah. that mask had to fall too. That false persona had to fall and I had to face it. And it was hard. I didn't want to. And I, I fought back. I used to hobble into the to the hot yoga room, praying for a parking spot out in front. Yeah. Um, but now that experience has allowed me to find love and compassion for my being. I do like some gentle yoga. Mm -hmm. I'll do some walking with my dog, you know, around the neighborhood. Maybe I'll do a little light weights here and there. I feel good about myself. Mm -hmm. Okay. Wow. So
1: describe a moment of truth, Susan, that you've experienced in your life.
0: Well, I'll tell you a moment of truth was I was married to who I thought was the love of my life, but his mask fell and I wanted to make him accountable, Mm -hmm. especially in the arena of finances. Mm -hmm. So I tried what's called putting together a post nuptial agreement Mm -hmm. to which he agreed to go to mediation. We got to the last point. And I thought, oh, my goodness, our marriage and our family is going to be saved. This is wonderful. Even though, Lou, I knew in my gut the expiration date was well past its due mm. in the marriage. Mm-hmm. And so there we were at this final point, And he folded his arms and his eyes went into those cold lizard-like slits And he said, I'm hiring an attorney and I'm filing for divorce. And what I heard was clear as a bell, that still small voice that said, this is the universe doing for you what you cannot do for yourself. Wow. Really? I would have to say that was the biggest truth I've had delivered to me.
1: Because at that point, you were still hoping for it. The man.
0: I was willing, willing to stay in. In what was an uneven.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Coupleship partnership. Right. So then,
1: Susan, how would you maybe coach someone that's maybe in the middle of divorcing a narcissist? Or What advice would you have for someone in that situation?
0: Well, Lou, it's not pretty. It really isn't. And it's not for the faint of heart. But I've had personal experience and I have helped other men and women in, in this circumstance. No contact is the only thing that works. Mm-hmm. The narcissist is a queen or a king of manipulation. They know your buttons. They know how to gaslight. They are always the victim and martyr. There will always be three fingers pointing back at you and there is no winning. You have to surrender to that. And I say it's not for the thing of heart because the ego has to drop. Mm. Expecting it to be fair, you'll wait forever and you'll be ensnared in something that is much better to be free from.
1: Wow. Mm-hmm. So you have to let go of that. Mm-hmm.
0: You do. And, you know, for me, I was in the same I don't want to call it a home. Let's just say domicile. I mean, I had bought and paid for our family home, for our family. He was in the master bedroom. He would not depart. I was on a mattress on the floor in a partial conversion in our garage. And that was the billboard, Lou, it took to fall on my head for me to wake up to what I was serving. And it served as a signpost. So I could have the strength to walk through that year, holding no contact, meaning no eye contact either contact only in writing and very short Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. not engaging, Mm -hmm. even though it seemed unjust and unfair. But I've seen the miracles and mm. the joys and the beauty of walking through that. I call that man my greatest guru. He was mm. a huge teacher. Wow. He taught me my value, my worth, my power. My friends had always said, You're so independent, you're so accomplished. Meanwhile, I was leaning on this guy's coattails for approval, validation, knowing I wouldn't be abandoned. Mm. Ouch. Yeah, yeah. And you couldn't
1: get validation there.
0: Mm -mm. Not authentic, not authentic validation.
1: Right. Right. Wow.
0: So what is
1: one spiritual truth that you've had thrust upon you?
0: Well, I think it it pertains to this. And and I really like speaking about this um, because I'm an empath. I have huge compassion. I can feel what wow. that other person is feeling. When I was a little kid, I was highly intuitive. I still am, but I was also telepathic. I could read thoughts clearly. And wow. I did until it got me into so much trouble. It didn't serve me and I put a cap on it. Right. But the one spiritual axiom I'd, I'd say that's done more damage than good is that one finger out Point one finger out, three fingers come back at you. Mm -mm, Not for an empath living with a narcissist. That keeps you in an inequitable relationship. Mm
1: -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So Susan, thank you so much. Those are, I mean, that's a lot of great um, information. And thank you for sharing, um, you know, your life and your knowledge with us. So those are all of the questions, but do you have some parting words for the audience? And please be sure and share your contact information.
0: Well, Lou, first off, thanks for having me and thanks for the Earrings Off platform. It takes devotion. It takes hard work. It takes time and effort to produce the content that you are. So I really, really appreciate it and i'm a super fan um i wrote a book it's called toxic family transforming childhood trauma into adult freedom and it is my story it's my personal and professional story and while that i hear is riveting from people who have read it who are not family members or friends yeah. these are total strangers yeah. There's also a workbook in the appendix, and these are the exact exercises that I've used to navigate some of these difficulties and challenges to see them as opportunities for soul evolution. So if you're interested in that, or you're interested in knowing more about me, just go to susangold.us, that's susangold.us, and it's all there. And just thank you for the opportunity.
1: Well, and thank you for caring enough. To share your stories with others not only on this platform, but through your book and the work that you've done, Susan, um, it's unfortunate our audience can't see you it's all audience audio because you are glowing and I cannot believe what mm. you come from to get to this point. So again, thank you for joining us and uh, I wish you all the best.